0: Leadership is such a difficult word to define. I don't think someone can claim themselves as a leader. The reason is because a leader only becomes a leader when people choose to follow you when they don't have to. If they have to follow you, then you would just be someone that was in charge. They're following you for some other reason, such as you're paying them. People follow you when they believe in you and want to be a part of what you are doing. And in my quest... My Age of Radio quest to build a tribe, I have thought of some important questions. One, how do you become a good leader? Two, how do you become a good leader for a digital community? And three, how do you know if you are a good leader? My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. This is the story of my life as I build my family business, dive into politics, figure out how to leave a legacy, and all the other adventures life has in store. You're listening to Age of Jeremy, Season 2, Tribe. Hi, my name is Jeremy Quintanilla, and I want to thank you for being a part of the Age of Jeremy podcast. And I just want to remind you to uh, deep dive into the Age of Jeremy community. Um, Check out ageofjeremy.com. Follow me on Instagram at ageofjeremy, on TikTok at ageofjeremy, uh, Facebook at ageofjeremy, and then on LinkedIn as Jeremy Quintanilla. And so, if this is your first time tuning into this uh, podcast, and also for a little bit of a recap, um, this podcast talks about all of the things that I'm doing to build my family enterprise and grow my businesses. Um, those businesses include Age of Radio, which is a media company, Three um, T Fitness, which is a business that I own with my partner John Vasquez, who's also part owner in Age of Radio, and then also a new company that my mother and I um, are, are going into business on called Meridian Health. Um, it's a health company, and we'll eventually be talking about that as well. But what you're listening to right now is season two, episode 11 uh, called Becoming a Leader. And what this is, is this is the seasonal journey that I do. Um, it's not the only, um, uh, these seasons are about 12 episodes. We have many more episodes besides the traditional season, but these seasonal podcasts talk about the core things that I'm doing to build these specific businesses. So this specific season is focusing on a, a concept called tribes. Um, there's uh, This is the 11th episode, again, called Becoming a Leader. And a tribe, if you don't know what a tribe is, a tribe is the following um, that you, you, you bring together that are a community for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So with me, we have our Addicted to Podcasting Facebook group and our audience. And these are people that are listening to um, podcasts. These are creators that are creating podcasts. This is everything about the world of podcasts. Um, and then our 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 goal is to build this community past podcasting um, into other forms of content creation, um, such as music or um, videos and all kinds of different things. Um, so all of these people that follow us, that buy into our vision, um, those are people that are considered our tribe. And if you were a brand or a business or just an entrepreneur, you probably have a tribe that you may not even know about. It's probably all the people that follow you on Instagram that are really involved with your content. It might be the people that are involved in your Facebook group. And so this whole season talks about becoming a leader for that tribe and building that tribe and things to think about um, as you continue to grow your tribe. Some of it might be um, directly... Uh, A direct comparison to something that you're doing in your business day-to-day, or or it might not because a lot of this stuff it it entails or um, the concepts are based on the things that I'm doing with my media company, Age of Radio, which you can visit at ageofradio.com. But this specific episode is going to talk about leadership. Now, I think that leadership is a continuous journey. I liken it to meditation. The more that you think you've mastered meditation, really the further away you are from mastering it. I've been meditating. meditating for probably over 15 years, and I don't feel any closer to being enlightened than when I started it. And it may may be because I'm doing it wrong. It might be because I'm doing it right. I'm not actually, you know, 100% sure on that because that's the beauty of meditation. And I think the same thing goes with leadership. The more that you think that you're mastering it, the more likely that you might be mistaken. The other thing about leadership is that you can't really be the one that decides that you're a good leader. It is bestowed upon you from your followers. Your responsibility, though, is to make sure that you are working and bettering yourself. And through that, you will also better those other people. Now, how do you become a good leader? I think the best place to start is to try looking at everything in your life kind of as an organization. And I'll kind of go through, uh, and hopefully that kind of makes sense by the end of this episode about what I mean by looking at your life as an organization. Now, the best leadership framework that I think of um, or that I can think of that I've had the opportunity to study over my years um, um, working my day job in the bank and then also my nighttime and weekend jobs building these businesses is a book called um, The Extraordinary Leader. And it's a leadership framework that comes from a gentleman named John H. Zinger, Joseph R. Folkman, Robert H. Schuen, and Barbara A. Steele. Now, they actually have two books that go over this leadership style or leadership framework called The Extraordinary Leader and How to Be Exceptional. So let me start by kind of explaining this framework. And I'm not going to try, I'm not going to go into too much as, I'm going to try to keep it as I guess high level is possible, uh, mainly because you're listening to this in audio format and it might be better with some visualizations. But let me explain the framework. Um, but, before, but before I do that, I really encourage you to read the books um, because uh, again, I'm only gonna kind of touch on it high level. And so um, if you you purchase the books, you might be able to take those concepts to help make you a better leader. And also you might be able to share it with your tribe, trying kind of like what I'm trying to do right now. Now, there are 16 competencies that create this extraordinary leader, okay? And I'm going to go through them right now. And so I'm, I'm going to try to go through them kind of, you know, slow, medium, fast, I don't, you know, so you have a chance to possibly um, listen to them. Um, but I wouldn't worry about writing them down right now because they're going to be in the show notes of the podcast. So I will have all these 16 competencies competencies and links to go purchase the book on Amazon. Um, They're not going to be affiliate links, but just purchase it on Amazon. You can buy them on Kindle um, and have them read them today. Um, So those 16 competencies are one, um, displays high integrity and honesty. Two, technical professional expertise. Three, solves problems and analyzes issues. Four, innovates. Five, practices self-development. 6 drives for results 7 establishes stretch goals 8 takes initiative 9 communicates powerfully and prolifically 10 inspires motivates others to high performance 11 builds relationships 12 develops others 13 collaboration and teamwork 14 develops strategic perspective 15, champions change. 16, connects the group to the outside world. How this traditionally works is you provide a survey to people that report to you, say if you're a manager. Now, how this traditionally works is you provide a survey to people that report for you, say if you're a manager or to anyone really. However, in my opinion, the results can be skewed, skewed if you give this survey to family or people that are rather fond of you because their feelings for you may blind them from the truth of who you are or the truth of your actions. And the same can go if you give this people to, or if you give the survey to people that hate you. Now, the people take this survey and then based on the answers to the questions, you are rated in these 16 competencies, the 16 competencies that I just listed. And then So how this works after that's done is you first find out if you have what's called a fatal flaw. Now the fatal fatal flaw is essentially a competency that you are so bad at that it doesn't matter how good you are in another competency, how bad you are in this one competency will ruin your relationships with people. Now, if you have a fatal flaw, then the first thing that you do is you focus on improving that area first. Okay, And this is really the only time that you focus on fixing a fatal area or a weakness. The rest of the concept relies on you just focusing on things that you are good at. So if you don't have a fatal flaw, then you take your highest percentile competencies and you just work on making those things stronger. The idea is that if you focus on improving your top three strengths, then your overall leadership skill or overall leadership score will improve. So what makes this more interesting is that to to do this, okay, you utilize a concept called cross-training. Now, cross-training you might have heard of before, okay? Cross-training is usually attributed to, say, fitness. So I like judo a lot. I don't get to practice as much as I would like, obviously, because of the pandemic. Um, and even then before, I didn't have a dojo that uh, I, was accessible to me. But a lot of people cross-train in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when they're studying Judo. And the reason is because Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really focuses on ground moves, right? And so you use a lot of that groundwork in Judo. And so... So when you are trying to get better at judo, you're going to do this thing, you're going to do the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which only focuses on groundwork, so then therefore, in your your judo, you're better at that groundwork, okay? And then the same kind of goes for vice versa. So the people that are studying BJJ or Brazilian jiu-jitsu, they're going to be studying judo because it, it teaches them more throws, maybe better throws, maybe better concepts about throws to get people to the ground, and then their whole martial art is really focused around this groundwork then they can be better at that right and so so some judo artists they also do cycling to help with their stamina they're going to do yoga um, cross training to help with their flexibility and movement when they're on the ground And so this idea is that there are certain concepts and exercises and all these other sports that help you to become a better judoka, okay? And a judoka is someone who practices judo, okay? Now, this same concept, according to this framework, can be said for your leadership skills, okay? So when you, traditionally, when you're doing this, you pick your your top strengths and then you'll find that the uh, like the top 3 as you're building those those lesser top strengths right it's also going to improve your top strength because it's cross training and it's going to actually improve all of these for the most part because they all help with them and you are going to be an overall better leader okay and so again i really encourage you to to check out the book but in in their work the authors of The Extraordinary Leader talk about, again, what activities and these other competencies affect the competencies that you want to work on. So not everyone will have the ability to pay for the survey, right? And they may not be able to get their results of what their leadership score is, right? Because... Most companies usually pay for this for their employees, and they usually utilize this concept of this leadership framework for their mid to senior level level managers. But if you take these competencies, right, because they're listed in the podcast show notes, and you write them down and you research them, you know, you might be able to look at the competencies that you want to focus on. You might want to look at the competencies that you enjoy, right, and then Create a plan of action to improve on those competencies, and it's going to make you an overall better leader. Not only a better leader for, um, for, for, for you and your business, um, if you're working for a corporation, but also for you and um, and your your side hustle, you and your customers, right? And so it, prior to talking about this, I mentioned this concept about trying to look at everything as an organization, okay? So let's think, so one of the things, my goals in all of this, right, and I'm kind of uh, going on a side, side topic right now, is one of my main goals for all of my my life's work, is to help people to realize that, that the organization part of corporations, they can utilize in all aspects of their life. Okay? It not, doesn't just have to be concepts. <coughs> it just doesn't have to be concepts that are in, in your work life, right? If you look at some of these things, right? Practices self-development. Well, why wouldn't you do that? Because those self-development things, if they're geared towards your marriage, if they're geared geared towards your children's education, if it's geared towards taking care of your, your parents as they get older, right? You can work on those things and it makes you a stronger leader to your family, okay? And that's one of the things that I hope that people can kind of take away from my life's work um, is that you can apply these things to your overall life And have this greatness in all aspects, okay? Even if you think of like drives for results, okay? If you take that one, that competency drives for results, what does that mean? Okay, well, that means that you're focused on your goals, right? And that's where your main focus is. You're doing activities that put you in a good place to, to accomplish those goals. Think about how important that is in your family if you're setting family goals with your children or family goals with your wife. Okay, so I'm going to digress and kind of get back on topic, but just kind of think about that, that you can use all of this stuff in all areas of your life, this leadership concept. You just extrapolate the ideas and then apply it to whatever area of life that you're focusing on. So... So, if you, to get back on track, if you go through these 16 competencies and you can't, you don't have the money to get the survey, you don't have a a company that's going to pay for it, you can't do that, you can't get the results, right? Just look at these 16 competencies. You know, maybe buy the Extraordinary Leader book, like I mentioned. Go through it, look at these competencies, you know, and find out which ones that you want to focus on. Which ones do you think are going to make you better on your side hustle as an entrepreneur, um, as a family man? Um, if you're a manager in a company, think of which ones that you're gonna be are going to be important to you. If you're trying to become a manager in the company, look at the ones that might be important to you and your team. Okay. And then take those, take, take those competencies and then really focus on them. How do you use this to be a good leader? Well, if leadership is important to you, then I would of course, by the extraordinary leader, leader book. But if you just want to take something away from this podcast, pick three competencies that you feel will take you to the next level. You can also pick three things that you think will take your community to the next level. So if I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about taking Age of Radio, the Addicted to Podcasting Facebook group, and our, host, our Facebook group host community, um, Age of Radio show host Facebook group, to the next level, right? I'm going to focus on these following things one, I'm going to focus on drives for results. I'm going to focus on innovates. I'm going to focus on connects the group to the outside world. Our purpose as Age of Radio is to empower creators and help them share their stories. When we think of a podcast network, right, or when you think of a podcast network, most people are doing this just as a hobby. However, our goal is to help our hosts not have to pay for hosting fees. That's why we don't, charge hosting fees and never will, and to and over time earn advertising revenue, right, so that they can buy more equipment for their podcasts or whatever the case is, have just money maybe replace this with their day job, or, you know, maybe they don't have a regular day job and they just want to do this um, to help get extra income or to make income or to have this be their main income, right? So to do this, we have have to drive for results. Okay, the first year, this first year, I'm sorry, this is the first year that we have gained reoccurring direct ad revenue. It had always been the biggest problem of mine, but we had to slowly grow or grow as fast as we could or grow however so that we could get advertisers interested in us. So this is the first year that we've gained reoccurring direct ad revenue. Ad revenue, and what I mean by that is, we have this other ad revenue source from this thing called Megaphone Targeted marker Marketplace, which we've got ad revenue on since we started the, the the main part of the network. But but to get to 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 get more money, right, or to get better revenue where we don't have to split it as much with Megaphone, is for us to focus on our direct ad sales, right, so that we can slowly grow this slowly grow this into an advertising branch of Age of Radio as well. But anyways, that's a. a different season down the line. But this direct ad revenue, we've had a recurring from companies like Fix, P-H-I-X, that's letsfix.com, from Best Fiends, it's a mobile puzzle game app, Try Better Help, right? Which is a company that has online counseling. Okay. And this is great. This is because I have just been focusing on driving actual results and growing this ad revenue or ad ad revenue and revenue in general. Um, The more revenue that we have, the more that we can create products and services to help creators. And that's the number one goal and some of these products are going to be free like the hosting some of these products are going to cost a fee and that's okay but the goal the number one goal of this company is to create is to is to create solutions and products for, for creators whether that's a brand that's creating or a business that's creating or for an individual that's creating which is what we focus on right now Okay. So that uh, the other one is innovation. So if I focus on innovation, we will be successful and we will increase the revenue. These kind of go, these, you know, this is an example of a competency that might go hand in hand, right? So if I, if I stop innovating, then the company stops. Our foundation for our entire corporation, October Revolution is on innovation. Innovation is what created age of radio. We have to constantly stay innovating and we have to innovate to solve problems. And the the more that we innovate and the harder the problem is that we solve, the more successful we're going to be, okay? And to do that, you constantly have to stay thirsty for the next big breakthrough. The third competency um, connects the group to the outside world, okay? This I specifically took because I th- a this is actually one of my main competencies when I did the um, the actual survey. Okay, Con- uh, this one was innovates was one of them. Um, Drive for results could always be better uh, mainly because I take my time probably longer than I should on a lot of stuff. Um, and then I think develops others was one of them. And then practices self development. I don't I don't have the the results in front of me. But the reason why I picked this one is because this is really impactful for social media and our community that's on social media, especially for our Facebook groups. Now, I've mentioned multiple times that I think Facebook groups is the only meaningful thing that Facebook has done since it opened its network up to everyone rather than just have being it for college students. Now, when you have a Facebook group, it is usually themed in some way. So for us specifically, our Facebook group is kind of themed around the love of podcasting and then for like podcasting concepts and, you know, things to help content creators in our our age of radio, um, Facebook hosts. Group. Now, it is my responsibility to make sure that these groups connect the people in them to the wider world of podcast and podcast hosting and content creation. So, so you have to think, so what does that look like, right? Because once you have these competencies, then you have to kind of think of activities that, that are going to push these competencies and make you better at these competencies. Now, some of the activities that I utilize to connect the group to the outside world are articles that relate to the big changes in podcasting. So like when Joe Rogan was bought by Spotify and Kim Kardashian was bought by Spotify, I put those um, those uh, articles up to the Addicted to Podcasting because that might be something that they're interested in if they're listening to podcasting. Okay, Or like, for instance, with our hosts, um, I actually posted this post in our Addicted to Pod- Podcasting Facebook group, but I probably should have posted it on both of them. But so the Gimlet show, the nod Gimlet was bought by Spotify, right? And the nod, the hosts of the nod, they're trying to fight to get their show back because since Gimlet was sold to Spotify in theory, because Gimlet, own the rights to that show, even though the hosts were the ones that were doing it, Spotify now owns that show, okay? So that's something to think about when you're part of a network. And so I reminded everybody that Age of Radio, we don't don't own the podcast. We only own the podcast that we actually produce. And for right now, it's really just this one. And it's really just me, even though we have other people that do stuff for for a radio. Um, but but that's something that we're going to look to look to doing down the line, creating more of our own our own podcast and content. OK, but but so that would be that those are ways that I try to connect them to the wider outside world of podcasting. So so what does innovation look like? Okay. So when you have to think, so how do you actually create do activities that that accomplish this innovation mindset? Well, you have to think about what it is that you're trying to accomplish, right? So, like the biggest innovation that I'm working on right now that's actually flexing my innovation muscles and getting me thinking more is creating these e-learning classes. So I am was supposed to have this e-learning class done by March, and if you notice it's July and that's another, a flaw of mine, not a fatal flaw, like I mentioned before, but a flaw of mine. I take kind of a long time and I, I overburden myself a lot of the time. So I recommend that you don't overburden yourself with too much stuff and try to try to say no to people and, and try to to make the most use of your time and make sure that you're not extending yourself too thin. But if we look at this e-learning class, right? So I'm learning Adobe Captivate because it fits with our vision and the experience that I want people to have, right? So experience is really big with Age of Radio and it should be for you because the way that your audience or your your customers engage with you and that experience, that's going to make the difference and that's what's really going to set you apart. Now, the biggest thing that um, I'm trying to learn to do, or trying to figure out how to do, or get people to do. So, if you know how to do this and you want to be a part of Age of Radio, you know, reach out to me at jeremy.quintania at ageofradio.org. And because that biggest thing is creating our own podcast app. You know, I know what I want to call it, I know what I have to do to actually make it, but learning the tools because I never learned the tool sets with Android Studio or learning how to program in JavaScript, Java. Or learning how to program Swift for Apple, you know, it's something that I need to learn. But because I shred myself so thin, I don't have the spend the time or make the time to study it. And that's one of the things that I have to do, because not only not only will that get me to the point where I can create our own podcast app, because my goal is to have it done by the end of next year, but, the, but uh, well, hopefully sooner. <laughs> um, but if you... <laughs> If you're flexing those those muscles with that innovation and learning how to create and solve this problem, right? Utilizing these technologies, you know, it just happens that this innovation includes these technologies. It might not always include technologies um, such as programming or or the the, the virtual tool like uh, Adobe Captivate. Um, but but when you're doing these things, you're getting better at innovating and solving problems, and that's something that you need to keep doing. So when I, I when I mention these activities, that's the reason why these activities are beneficial, right? And then as we create as we keep innovating, that innovation is going to going to have once these are done, then we create goals for them and then we drive for the results to make those goals and then we keep innovating and there's a cycle there. So so the the so the number one activity that, that I do every week to drive for results is work my pipeline. Okay. we use a, we use a company, um, all of our, uh, employees or team members, they don't know how to, they know how to use HubSpot because we utilize it to connect with our, our hosts, for me to reach out to our advertisers, to build our pipeline for our equipment sales, which is a company called Mercury or a brand called Mercury by Age of Radio. That's ageofradio.org forward slash Mercury. But is, is, so I use HubSpot. It's a customer relationship management tool. And one thing that I do uh, is every week I make sure that I update our pipeline and I make sure that I'm completing the task and reaching out to people. This would be, besides the innovation piece, more so than anything else I do for any other business, you know, I do the finance stuff for 3T Fitness. We're trying to get, you know, our line of products together for Meridian Healthcare um, because we're going to start by selling certain products. supplements and herbal or herbs essentially herbal supplements and then i'm going to design some tea or i have some tea that we're going to sell as well and um and some other stuff but anyway and so so but other than those things right my number one thing that i should be doing for age of radio is trying to drive for results with that pipeline and building that pipeline of ad revenue and talking to people and connecting with people, getting them to buy ours equipment that we're selling. We now sell Zoom equipment. We now sell Audio Technica equipment. And that's all through Mercury, right? So ageofradio.org forward slash Mercury. And so we want to be able the number one force for everything that you need for a podcast, right? So if you come to a podcast, if you want to do a podcast, you reach out to me. We talk about your podcast. You don't pay us anything. You go record it, you get it, you get access to megaphone, you start updating. Then we look at your, your audio for like, okay, we think that this Zoom L8 might work better for you. I think every podcaster should have a Zoom L8. You can podcast on the go, you can set it up and do like offset interviews. I'm completely in love with the Zoom and I also sell it. So obviously, you know, I, there's also the Rode Studio. I think the zoom is probably one of the best the the better products um and i think that it is at a great affordable price um at 399 but and then the audio technica mics are the mics that are in our wheelhouse to be able to sell they are my second favorite type of mics my favorite mics are uh, neumann mics um it's a german company um, fantastic company, amazing mics. They're a little pricier, but if you're looking for those other types of mics or lesser, co- more cost-efficient mics, Audio Technica. But anyways, so if you, so you, you to do everything with podcasting, everything. The only company that you should have to go to is Age of Radio, okay? The only thing that we don't offer that we will eventually all figure out how to do it is to be able to auto-post to YouTube and then to also do lives from our podcast app. I mean, those those are really the only two things. After that, there's no need for any other company. The only, and, and then the other thing too is Anchor. Anchor does allow you to record the podcast from your phone microphone, but you can do that, put that into Audacity or turn it into an MP3 clip and pop it up on to Megaphone, which is the company that we utilize to license our hosting from. Right? It's an enterprise. It's an enterprise company that you get access to when you when you do your podcasting through of Radio, and so. Other than that, there's nothing else that you need. There should be no other place that you go to but through for but through us, right? And so, so anyways, the point of that is, is that I should be focusing all my time on driving for results. And one of the things when we were starting to get a really good run before this pandemic hit, right, I was sending out a weekly pipeline of our revenue pipeline, of the ads that we were working on, where we were at on those ads. And not only did that keep all of our team members to kind of know where the revenue was at, it also kept me kind of like mindful of what was going on and making sure that I was holding myself accountable. So that was, that's one of the activities that I. to get back to, but then the other activity, the main activity, is is learning everything that I could about this CRM and utilizing it to to build a pipeline and to to utilize to manage our clients and prospects to then sell them. Right now, when you think about this, though, there are probably tons of activities that you can do. And to be honest, sometimes you have to think, you have to sit down and think. Set time aside just to think about what it is that you're trying to do so you can put those activities down on paper, right? That's one of the hardest things. And then the other hardest thing is to hold yourself accountable. But if you do these things and you pick some of these leadership competencies, it's going to put you in a better place to be a leader. Because if you're doing all of these things and you're focusing on those competencies and you're and you're, you know, you're sharing all of this stuff with your, your group and the people that look up to you, they're going to look to you as leader because they're going to see you being successful. They're going to see you innovating this stuff there in, or in my case, you know, driving the results, they're going to see you innovating. They're going to see you connecting the group to the outside world. And then they're going to know that you're a good leader. And that's how this works. So how do you become a good leader in a digital world? Well, there's digital tools. So there are tons of digital tools available for you to connect with your tribe. Okay, so I love audio, but I would say video is one of the the biggest keys right now to connecting with your tribe, specifically utilizing lives. The more you can go live to educate and share with your community, the better. If I had time, I would prefer to go live with our Facebook group every single week. Right now, I'm going live as best I can as every two weeks and sharing information with our Facebook group hosts, um, letting them know about changes that we're making to the company, really building that communication. Okay. And, and then also too, if I had time, I would love to, to spend more time interacting with my age of Jeremy Instagram, interacting, interacting with my age of Jeremy uh, TikTok. And the other thing that I would recommend is start harnessing your education niche or niche niche or niche niche niche. I don't know. However you choose to say that. That however you whatever your niche is or niche is, you have to learn. You have to focus on that, right? And this is another kind of the same concept where you're focusing on the things that you're good at and the things that you enjoy. I like governance a lot. That's probably my number one passion besides education, finance. Right. So the things that I want to be known for are governance education finance and esotericism so when people think of me I want them to think of those four things right governance is like leading companies becoming a governor of a state understanding leadership understanding how to govern looking at metrics um, governments of boards how boards of directors works how their committees how their committees work what tools are out there for uh, boards of directors things like that education you know education is a big passion a big passion of mine and I want people to think of me as a thought leader in educational technology, and even possibly in public education, right? I feel that if I were to do a second career, or if I had enough money, where you know I I have my businesses that are running themselves because we have CEOs and so forth, and I'm on the just on the board of directors for eight or for October Revolution Corporation, right? And, and I'm focusing on my family business, if I if I did something in my spare time, it would be to teach, okay? Either in a virtual platform, um, there's some things that I'm trying to figure out how to do because I do have a master's, so I can teach at the community college level. And so that's something that I'm really f- kind of working on. But again, being very mindful of not taking on too much. I did that for so long and it spreads stuff too much. So you really have to find the stuff that you really want to focus on and then really focus on it hard, right? So thoughtfully plan and then attack aggressively. And then finance is really important to me investing more, more so with the investing piece. <clears throat> I've always felt that wealthy people have more more access to to education when it comes to finance. And and like having and 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 family and family dynamics, right? When it comes to wealthy families, they have like banks, right? So like private banks have family dynamic areas that just help that family with their their family history. It helps them with their um with with their general like planning for their generational wealth. Things like things of that nature. There's no reason why if a smaller family focuses on focusing on things, even if they're in poverty, if they're focusing on good values within the family, they have they 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 practice the history of the family. You're going to start getting good traits over time that I feel, along with education, will pull them out of poverty. Okay, I know that capitalism has. I, I I personally feel and believe this. Um, this isn't not anything that I hope. Um, not to offend anybody or anything. And and I'm very capitalistic in some of my um, ventures as far as what most people think of capitalism. It's not really the true definition of it. But... Um, but I, I, I feel that capitalism is one of the main things that causes all types of inequality, whether it's education inequality or um, wealth inequality. And there's a big difference between being able to start a business and having a profit and capitalism, and I'm not going to go into that right now. But anyways, so I, wanna, I want to be able to educate people on finance and, and, and help make sure that everybody... You know, whatever age you you are, you're at least learning the core values of saving for retirement and making smart money decisions, um, and smart tax decisions. Um, and then esotericism, right? So my four core niches are governance, education, finance, and esotericism. In that esotericism, I include martial arts, I include you know health, um, astrology, tarot, religious studies, things like that. So when someone some someone thinks of Jeremy, I want them to think of these four things. And so those are my niche niches or whatever that specializations that i'm focusing on so my goal right is to get as good as those as i can and you should find out what yours are if it's cooking if it's beauty if it's health and fitness if it's a specific type of health and fitness right um so like with my fitness, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go out there and talk to people about, I'm the worst freaking runner in the world, right? But I could possibly go and talk to them about yoga. I could talk to them, you know, it's um, about losing weight because I'm trying to get myself back to a weight that I was at in my 20s, right? You know, before I started working for the bank and, and getting into that, that that, going up that corporate ladder and not taking care of yourself, right? And so, so you want to think about that and educate yourself as best you can, because then at that point, right? So, so then at that point, you start to become the thought leader in those things, right? Because you're going out there and sharing them. And and so when you're when you are studying those things and surrounding yourself with those things, and then you're taking these virtual platforms and having webinars and having lives and sharing this education, then people look to you as the leader in that thing, and they are going to come to you for those things. And then from there, right, from there, then you can start start charging people for them, right? All You need to give all of that knowledge away for free at first, for a long time. And then even after that, still give a lot of it away for free. But once you, once you find those niches or specializations, I'm gonna call them specializations. Once you find those specializations and you start honing them and mastering them and learning how to talk about them on social media and through lives, then I recommend getting good at as many virtual tools as you can, especially the lives on the social media platforms, right? And then from there, Right, you want to go to where your audience is. If you like Facebook, but your audience isn't on Facebook, then fuck Facebook. Right, go to where your audience is and learn how to use that tool and then share your knowledge to them. Okay, and I also recommend getting really good at webinars. Zoom is probably the best one right now. We utilize Microsoft Teams for a lot of things. We don't use, we're not going to use Microsoft Teams for our webinars, we're going to use Adobe Connect which is another Adobe product. And this is part of a long-term plan that I'm not gonna go into right now, but a lot of our experience and um, products that we're using for our experience and creative assets that we're trying to utilize are our Adobe um, products. Um, But I would recommend getting better at these tools because it's gonna put you in a great position to connect with your tribe. Now, the most important question that I kind of led into the beginning of this is how do you know when you're a good leader? And I just want to circle back to this because you're never going to know when you're a good leader, I don't think. I think you're going to have glimpses of yourself being awesome, right? When you're like, man, I made a really good decision or these people really like me or these people are following me. But, but you have to stay humble, right? And I also don't know if you're going to ever know if you're a good leader. You know, people said gracious things and kind things about me. But there are so many things that I do wrong and so many things that I want to be able to do better and to be honest, you're, you may never know if you're going to be a good leader, but I think that's that's where the excitement is, is like, you know that this is something that you want to be. You know you want people to remember you in this great way. So you're going to do everything you can to be the best, greatest leader person that you can be. So all of these people are following you, looking to you for your ideas. The tribe just builds and builds and they come they come to you for advice, right? And And you may never sit down at the end of the day and say, damn, I'm really good at this, right? you may never get to that point. You may always think that you suck at it, but everybody else might think that you're amazing at it. And those are, those are the moments when you know that you're starting to get glimpses of being a good leader, or you're starting to become a good leader because these other people are saying things about you. Okay. But again, I think the excitement is in the journey. It's like that Miley Cyrus song. You know, I think it's called The Climb. Miley, it's an older Miley Cyrus song, The Climb, right? It's exactly like that song. Go listen to that song because that's exactly what it is. being, Being a good leader is about the journey and the experience. And that's why experience is always so important. You know, it's not the goal that makes everything worthwhile. It was that journey to get to that goal that made everything worthwhile. So I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Age of Jeremy would like to give special thanks to Seth Godin for letting us use his book Tribes as the name and jumping off point for Season 2. Buy his best-selling book Tribes, linked below. Our Season 2 song is Autumn by Trophy Eyes from their album American Dream, released in America by Hopeless Records. Age of Jeremy was recorded using Steinberg's Cubase, Audio-Technica mics, Audio-Technica headphones, Focusrite interfaces, and Waves plugins. Check out the links in the description below.